Welcome to Locarno Meets, where the most exciting new talent and established legends of cinema come to chat about art, life, movies, and everything in between. Brought to you by UBS and hosted by me, Alexander Miller, from Locarno Film Festival. Locarno Film Festival prides itself as a place that connects filmmakers and creatives on opposite sides of the world, helping facilitate collaboration. The Open Doors Projects Hub is an international platform for eight selected feature films within Latin America and the Caribbean. We sat down with two of the directors taking part in this year's hub. Gloria Carrion was in Locarno with her film Pantasma. In 2022, her animated documentary Leaves of K was shown at festivals around the world based on interviews she undertook during the 2018 civic uprising in her home country of Nicaragua. But the journey towards that finished product was complex and dangerous. It was supposed to be a, a documentary series that I was going to shoot about the social uprising. However, there was a, at that time in 2021, there was a second wave uh, of state repression in Nicaragua that saw a lot of feminist political party leaders and, uh, and even candidates to be put in jail for political reasons. And the place where I was working uh, began to be persecuted. And what was the place? Uh, it was called Funides, which is a think tank. I was working there doing a lot of work on uh, collective memory and uh, recurring cycles of violence. And I was looking at all of this through film. So I, I had to go. I had three days to leave Nicaragua uh, in order to be safe. But I had already recorded audio interviews with 10 women who had participated of the 2018 uprising. And I put it on my luggage. And once I actually reached Toronto, which is mm -hmm. where I went, I realized, you know, this is like a shipwreck. Like, I don't understand what has happened to me. Yeah. It really connected me with a lot of people who have gone through this around, you know, in history, right? And it really like opened myself up to this experience. And I began to think, you know, what, what happened? Like, why did I have to go? Mm. And I became very upset about the whole situation. I thought, okay, I cannot go back. I can't make films anymore there. So who am I now? <laughs> you know, if I can't film, who am I? And that uh, led to me think, rethinking really like cinema and, and images. And I started to question, right? Like if they took the country away from me, mm. how am I going to continue? So I remembered the audio recordings. I said, well, at least I have sound. Yeah. And that's, you know, half of it. <laughs> so I um, decided to, to, use animation. I said, okay, if I can't film the image, like if I can't have an image, I'm going to make the image. I'm going to create it. And animation came like that, right? Like as a solution to really um, transcend censorship. Sure. And Leaves of K is really born out of that, out of repression, mm. out of, you know, forced migration, and also out of uh, an inner strength that I found 
And that is really guiding me <laughs> nowadays <laughs> with regard to film and with regards to, you know, the, the f freedom to really be able to tell stories about Nicaragua. I'm sure you appreciate that freedom enormously. You know, you've had that taken away from you uh, yeah. once. A animation, you know, is, is slow process, but also very collaborative um, mm -hmm. one. As I understand it, you, you were working with kind of diasporic collaborators, right? Yes, who I cannot name, of course. No due to security reasons, and it, which is the reason why we, we used pseudonyms for most of the crew. It really revolutionized the way I thought about producing and about directing as well, because I had to work through Zoom, right? And, and it was really complex. <laughs> yeah, it's not ideal. No, <laughs> at all. And But I had to, you know, I had no choice. And I think that limitations and obstacles can also be a real motor for creativity, you know, and mm. for innovation and for um, just finding your way out of uh, that kind of situation. The creative community that remain in Nicaragua, what's been their reaction to this type of crackdown punishment of artists? Yeah, there's a lot of fear, definitely. The government passed a law, it's called Law 909, and it's a reform of the Cinematheque law, the creation of the Cinematheque. And it really is a crackdown, I would say, of uh, independent cinema, because at the moment with this law, I could not film, I could not make my films, and nobody else could. Because at the moment, like if the government says that if, you're, if your film is about something that will destabilize like the country's well-being and peace and, and et cetera, then you can go to jail, you can sure. be prohibited from filming, you know, they can take confiscate your material. Like it's, you know, we're talking about a dictatorship. Uh, have you found the international community supportive, helpful in, in your situation or? Yes, to some extent. Some extent. I mean, Definitely Locarno and Open Doors has been this um, house, this home, you know, where I have felt um, that there's an understanding, where there's sensitivity mm. towards um, artists in danger and artists in oppressive situations. And I have definitely found that, no, that support here. Are you aware of any screenings of Leaves of K in Nicaragua? Has anyone managed to get it inside there? No. No, no not no. yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Locarno then. I mean, you won the main award for open door funding this year. What's the what's the project? The project is called Pantasma, and it's a coming of age story about Felix, my husband. Oh, nice. <laughs> when he was seventeen, he was faced uh, with the decision of uh, joining the war effort between the Sandinistas and the Contras. Because he was a, a revolutionary, and mm -hmm. he really believed in the in the revolution. Um, but he also had a very sort of uh, propaganda-filled idea of who the enemy was. Well, he was 17. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you would be surprised. Like lots of people were part of that, you know, sort of enthusiasm and at the same time propaganda, right? Yeah. Um, and the contras are a very complex phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And this film uh, wants to dwell into that complexity because there are different waves of the Contras. The Contras were definitely CIA funded mm -hmm. and they were at first former generals from the Somosista dictatorship 
that's generally how they're perceived from a kind of lazy point of view from the West. Yeah. Yes. And that is, that you know, that it's correct that that definitely happened. And the film will, of course, acknowledge that. Mm. But what is less known is that as years went by and the revolution also made mistakes, the Contras began to emerge as a peasant resistance army. And that's a story that has been untold, you know, it's, it's unknown. And it's a real taboo to mm. say that mm. because uh, to say that also questions the revolution. Of course. Right? It, it, it really obliges us to look at the mistakes and take responsibility, you know, from both sides, of course, because atrocities were committed mm. from both sides. But... To me, what's important is like, I want to dwell into that complexity because the war in Nicaragua never ended, really. It just continued through other means. And we are now more than 40 years later facing another conflict that has, you know, used exile as its arm, right? Mm. As this most, most powerful arm. But we are again divided mm. in two sides, into two sides, like we and them. And it's not as easy as that, right? Never is. The complexity always gets uh, forgotten. So the film, I want the film to really tell the story and really the story and to question the notion of the enemy. Because those uh, that were enemies in the 80s are now facing exile. Like my husband, I am facing exile, but also former contra combatants, right? And so... I want to really um, tell this story to really reflect on on war and conflict and um, to really think more critically about the notion of the enemy. What stage of um, production are you in? Um, we are in early development mm-hmm. and well, with this award, we will be able to move into um, what we call the proof of concept because the film is going to be done uh, through stop motion, but it's also, it's a hybrid documentary. So I would use uh, animation, stop motion, and also archival footage, personal and historical, uh, and what I've called video art images, which is more abstract and more artistic type of- Emotional. uh, So I want to start uh, using this this price to be able to uh, build, you know, the the valley of Pantasma because it's it's a valley in the north of Nicaragua. Um, that was uh, critical during the war. Lots of human rights violations took place then. And it was also created by a meteorite, which wow. the NASA is studying right now, actually, as a like an impact crater. Yeah. And so uh, I would I want to use this to be able to recreate that. And I'm, I want to recreate that with dry leaves, corn dry leaves, which is very important in Latin America, in Central America. Because it comes from like the Mayan origin stories that say that women, men, the creation was done with corn <laughs> and that we're all made out of corn. <laughs> How did you land on stop motion? The single hardest oh. type of animation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it won't all be in stop sure. motion uh, because I want to also have inanimated setups <laughs> um, to really look at, well, the characters and everything. But really animation and stop motion is not just an artistic choice. It's also a political one because, um, 
you know, I'm, I think I started thinking, okay, well, if the government has banned me mm. from the country, mm. I'm going to reclaim it through animation. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to bring it to me and be able to, you know, uh, sort of tell the story regardless. Mm. I mean, it sounds really like a, an incredible project. I mean, a huge responsibility for you as well. It must be not just to tell a story of your husband, which nobody wants to mess up in any situation, but also one which is by its nature so complex, it must be difficult to even sit down and begin a script because, you know, you don't want to get anything wrong. I've done a lot of research, mm -hmm. a lot of reading, a lot of listening. I mean, I do that for any of my projects. Sure. Um, and I do have like a, a first draft of the, of the treatment, of the script, and it helps, right? It helps understand how the complexities will come out. Mm -hmm. um, but also the mise-en-scene and how I'm going to bring together all these elements that I have uh, mentioned. And that's important. And I, and I think, I mean, to me, writing is like the first uh, stone, <laughs> the yeah. first step, step you know, into a story. And, and how did the um, partnership with Open Door come together? It began last year mm -hmm. when I showed uh, Leaves of K at oh, Locarno. Okay. It premiered at uh, Sheffield Duckfest yeah, in competition. Awesome. And then it came here <laughs> through Open Doors. So that was like our presentation and our way <laughs> <laughs> to meet each other. Well, look, I mean, it sounds like a really thrilling project. And I'm so sorry for the situation that you've been put in. And, I, you know, I really wish you the very best for the future and to Nicaragua as well. Thank you. That was Gloria Carriol. Next is the Jamaican producer and director Nadine Rollins, who was in Lacana with a film she's producing called Raised by Goats, a drama set in rural Jamaica right before its independence from the United Kingdom in 1962. She met her collaborator, the director Gibri Allen, during last year's program and sat down to tell us about her experience. You know, one word, enriching. Mm. Um, I've always wanted to be a producer as far back as I can remember. And um, having this opportunity from Open Doors, you know, I immediately jumped at the opportunity to apply. And um, it just far exceeded what I had imagined it would be. I knew we would have gone through what it is to be a producer, but it was more about the connections mm. and um, networking with other persons like me from Latin America and the Caribbean about what we wanted to achieve as producers in this industry, learning from their own experiences and then learning from the program to understand, you know, how it works in the international arena for film. It, it was really enriching for me. And then kind of, I suppose, at the heart of it must be a, a sense of collaboration. Absolutely, because um, I met my director, Gibri Allen, here oh, there you go. <laughs> last year. Um, it, it's, it's really about that, because um, Gibri Allen, he was screening his film right near the beach here. Mm -hmm. And I'm a producer. I just finished the, the one week program. So you're feeling, learning you're about, feeling you know, cocky and ambitious. I'm like, OK, yeah. I know to be a producer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, I, I went to see Gibri's film right near the beach. And I was like, wow, this is a Jamaican film. And uh, we met for coffee we just clicked because you know it's, it's about you know connections and really you know understanding each other and clicking as, as people human beings and um we were like you know we're jamaicans we're here experiencing this together mm. let's do a project together what is 
this year's project? It's called Raised by Goats, uh, written by Gabriel Allen. Um, it's it's about Trudy, who is, you know, struggling with um, the loss of her husband and the miscarriage. She having this visceral pull to the Blue Mountains in Jamaica. It's set in 1962. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gabriel has written a wonderful love story because the heart of this story is really love and acceptance. And what he's done is written the story juxtaposition to Jamaica's independence set in 1962. So it's about Trudy gaining her truth and her independence and Jamaica gaining its own truth and independence. Beautifully written, very visual film, very, very sonic film. Mm. So um, we are extremely excited to do this collaboration together, um, learning how the market operates because one of our main intention is to go into co-production with a European country. And we have been meeting, I would say we had about 21 meetings with producers and, um, you know, we're going to go back and see how best we can, you know, organize and move forward into co-production. Well, it sounds like a kind of a a perfect metaphor, you know, the independence of Jamaica, the independence of uh, of the individual. Still, there must be a bit of you as a producer that when you hear it's a period piece, you're like, oh, man, that makes it 400 times harder. 150 <laughs> times percent. I mean, I I am hardcore uh, patriotic when it comes to my country. Um, I'm everything Jamaica. This is the second year I'm actually in Locarno and we celebrated independence August 6th. And so when, when Gabriel told me it's a period piece about Jamaica, I, we want to tell our story mm. about, you know, what we were through, what we been through what we're going through and what he's done with this story is to shape it in the way with with what this woman Trudy is going through mm. just the same way during a time of our independence so I I wanted to be a part of that journey I want to share what our country is about through Raised by Goats. What is the state of the landscape as far as getting films funded in Jamaica? Alex it's it's been Difficult. Uh, You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's been difficult. We don't have films coming out of Jamaica like every every month there is a film or every year we have two films. No, Mm. Uh, we do a lot of short films in Jamaica. But when it comes to feature length films, it takes more money, takes more time. It takes more experience. So we are getting better. Mm -hmm. We have two associations in Jamaica. There is a Jamaica Film and Television Association, which about with about 100 members. We have Women in Film and Television Association, which I'm the pr- current president. We have a film commissioner. Recently, uh, this year, our government introduced a film fund. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, it's not uh, formalized as yet, but everybody's anxiously <laughs> waiting for it to be formalized. There is public funding under the Chase Fund. That's a fund for uh, cultural development. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is access to, to funds. But we would we would really love more access to it. But we we see that steps are being made and we're very happy about it. And I must tell you, the fact that we are participating here at Locarno, the government, the people, you know, private sector, there's noticing because oh, yeah. every every opportunity I get, I'm like posting and emailing people. Hey, this, they're, they're seeing us. So it's getting better, thankfully. Do you think as a producer... It's your job to merely kind of help an artist to express themselves, or do you think there's a bit of more of a broad thing that it's your job to try and create change throughout society as a whole? It's my responsibility to create change, effect change. Mm -hmm. That's a personal responsibility I've always had, Um, not just as a producer, but as an individual. The producer hat is what I wear, right? Um, no, I wear this hat. I, I want to tell stories. Mm. 
about Jamaica by Jamaicans, collaborate with the rest of the world. And more importantly, doing what I love and seeing people who understand what I love and want to do it too. I want to see where I can impart what I've learned because I've learned from the lab. I've learned from the hub. Mm. I am anxiously waiting to go back home to see how I can formulate now workshops, mm. uh, work with these association uh, policy with even the structure of our uh, funding, you know, because I am speaking to so many people now and my, my notes, I'm like taking notes, mental note, like, well, okay, you know, so <laughs> I have a responsibility now to impart what I've learned mm. to share so that we can grow as an industry in Jamaica. It's really cool to hear that uh, somebody's got some optimism and hope. And do you see good things with Jamaican cinema in the future? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Our story raised by goats, you know, we, I'm so humbled by the feedback that we have been getting. So humbled. You know, people telling us that they're now happy to hear that. And me telling them that well, they're, they're, we have more stories and they're anxiously waiting. So I have a responsibility now to ensure, you know, that we tell the right stories in the way we want to tell our stories. So it, it's great. I mean, this, this, this watch out world, we're coming. Right. Thank you very much for <laughs> coming to chat with us. Thank you so much. I All really right. appreciate it, Alex. Thanks. Thanks again to Gloria and Nadine. This has been Locano Meets, a podcast from Locano Film Festival brought to you by UBS. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your pods. This has been a true anti-classic production, hosted by me, Alexander Miller, and produced by Jack Boswell.